0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
1: it. I mean, there are people in California who want to remove sex completely from the birth certificate. You didn't have a boy, you had a human with a penis. Whether that's a boy is... (laughs) (laughs) At best, a maybe. Let's wait until they're three and let them decide for themselves. I mean, Mario Lopez was almost canceled for questioning the wisdom of letting three-year-olds decide their gender. Here's a crazy idea. Maybe we shouldn't let kids make big life decisions while we still have to make choo-choo noises to get the food in their mouth. (laughs) Democrats, just stop being the party of no common sense. Julian Castro said trans women should have the right to an abortion. Okay, well, (laughs) they don't have a uterus that's going to be... Try selling that in the red states. If a man identifies as a woman, we stand with her right not only to imagine that she's pregnant, but to abort that imaginary child. Because there's nothing sadder than an unwanted imaginary child. I've been in this
0: state my entire life. It was very rare to find anyone who would leave the state. Everyone came to California. People didn't leave California. There were two scenarios. It was my job is taking me to, you know, New Jersey or something. Like you You would have to move because your company moved or you were just a little older and a little richer and you were going to Maui. Those were the two choices. Now it's just, we're leaving to go anywhere. And you know, California just does nothing but waste money on things that don't benefit Californians. We had a bullet train that we spent, I don't know, $100 million on that's not a bullet train that goes from some part of California that no one lives in to Merced or Sacramento or Fresno. Like, we just waste money yo, black people, you listening? I love me some black women, but I'll drink this entire bottle of hot sauce if you're able to point out one lie that this woman said about the black community.
2: And the reason I go after them is because I do believe that these women, for example, Cardi B, are contributing to the corrosion of society. Very much bullied by black women. for, For no reason, I never had any drama, never said anything to them, but I always talked about, I talked about this frequently in the past, but also in my book, I described how for being smart, there was like a crime for being smart. And I've spoken about how this girl sort of made fun of me in the lunchroom, how she called me over to the lunch table and in front of this whole table of black girls that were in her classroom, made fun of me for not knowing the lyrics to a rap song, considered my relationship with black women over the years of my schooling. And I realized that much of that behavior of not liking me because of this invisible social contract, Candace does not act black enough. Candace speaks proper English. Candace, I don't know, likes books and isn't partaking enough in in hip hop culture. It still exists.
3: Remember when Trump lied about marching in the civil rights? Like that's so disgusting. And do you remember when he was against school busing? Like he literally did not want schools to be integrated. Do you remember in the 90s when Trump pushed for unjust prison sentences for black America? I'll bet you also remember when he said that he was able to stay home because black women were stocking the grocery shelves. Remember when Trump called Obama the first clean and articulate black man? Remember when Trump said that black people don't know how to use the internet? And I'm I'm sure you remember when he said that you aren't black if you don't vote for him. Yeah, Trump is such a white supremacist. Oh wait, I'm talking about Joe Biden.
4: Hunter the white-nosed cricket, had a very active nose like his father. And if you've seen the laptop, you'd see him shooting up between his toes. All of the intel swamp rats felt it was their obligation to say that Hunter the crackhead's laptop was Russian disinformation. Then one soggy Christmas Eve, the big guy came to say, Hunter, with your nose so white, go make a deal with China tonight. And how the big guy loved him as he shouted out with glee, Hunter, you white-nosed crackhead, Now you give 10% to me.
5: welcome this is no hostages radio episode 195 going to show up on christmas eve december 24th merry christmas to you we're not doing happy holidays or winter break or any of those things we are uh, doing merry christmas so i hope you're having a good time tonight today whenever you're listening to this Uh, i'm having a good time today feeling good it's cold and crisp up here in northern california so we uh, hope if you have time to listen to this you'll enjoy it and uh, we'll have six segments uh, you can reach us a couple of ways one you can listen to your podcast source and get no hostages radio or you can go to no and listen to all our podcasts and check out some articles as well we also do a live show on saturday And we're going to do one this Saturday, December 24th. It's from 10 to 1 left coast time. And uh, you can listen from wherever you are in the world by going to live365.com. Click on radio, put in the call letters KMYC, and then uh, you should be good to go listening to whatever's playing live streaming from KMYC. That's M like in Marysville. KMYC. And um, so we're on, again, from 10 to 1 on Left Coast time. And we're there every Saturday. It's called Live with Lou. This is called No Hostages Radio. And uh, we ha- we cover some similar topics, but then there's some differences as well because some things change from the time we record this show to the time I do a live show uh, on Saturday. So uh, I wanted to uh let's see you can reach me at lou at no hostages com. that's an email lou l-o-u at no hostages com. and uh you can also uh get a hold of me at my phone at 530-713-1838 that's five three zero seven one three one eight three eight. you can call or text that number we're good to go okay so uh I just noticed this uh, about Paul Pelosi, you know, the Pelosi's that live out in uh, San Francisco. She is third in line to the presidency uh, up until recently when the uh, Republicans uh, took over the House Uh, according. Actually, it's officially in January. But um, the Paul Pelosi case, like most cases of politicians nowadays, is contrived, fraudulent and full of lies and deception and lack of transparency and so the interesting thing if you remember the Paul Pelosi case where the police came to his house and claimed that they had no idea that was a Pelosi residence now it's kind of like a Washington DC police officer being called to Pennsylvania Avenue as a 1600 uh, the you know the White House and, cl- and going to the White House door and claiming that he didn't know the president lived there so for the police to say they they were going to this house uh, and they were surprised that it was the Pelosi residence. I found that hard to believe. The second thing is there was two different stories. Uh, one is that uh, they opened the door. The other one is that Paul Pelosi opened the door. The fact is that Paul Pelosi opened the door and uh, they – instead of him bursting out of the house to get away from his, his assailant as, as, as it's being portrayed, instead he just opened the door and was casual about it, nonchalant, and then walked back in towards his uh, assailant, supposedly, who hadn't hit him in the head yet. He, they waited till the police got there to whack him in the head, supposedly. So uh, this one fellow writes uh, sarcastically, he said, late last week, the L.A. court, he said L.A. court, I don't know whether it's L.A. or San Francisco, arraigned Paul Pelosi's attacker, David De Pop, or Pape, on attempted murder charges. The Daily Mail UK, that's Britain, ran a skeptical story quoting De Pape's son, which headlined, exclusive, for all we know, he has some sort of a sex slave son of Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker, says his father is not evil, believes in human rights, and is hardly a right wing conservative. You know what I'd like for Christmas, the guy says, I'd like to know the end of Paul Pelosi's I'd like to know the end of Paul Pelosi's hammer time uh, story, which was apparently all but dis- which has all but disappeared from the public eye. Uh, I'd, I'd settle for the body cam video or external video showing David DePape's arrival. Give me something. Uh, so anyway, what we have here is another uh, lie to the American public, and uh, deception lies. Uh, they uh control the media they control the police if you want to see a a police chief in the headlights just watch the original interview of the police chief trying to describe what happened that night which was a complete fraud so uh anyway uh we will see uh what happens on this also here's some interesting news This guy writes, there's a lot of details, facts, and examples in this story, but the gist is that researchers working with Epoch Times captured all the tweets related to January 6th while the Capitol protest unfolded and kept track of which tweets were either promoted by Twitter or suspended and banned by Twitter. As you probably have guessed, uh, lots of conservative accounts and tweets were suppressed but wild left-wing conspiracy theories and fake news were boosted. So what we're seeing is, I think we're up to about the seventh Twitter dump, which exposes the FBI as the bottom feeders of law enforcement nowadays. They're corrupted, they're dirty, they're liars, they're frauds, they're cheats, and uh, they will lie at any— lying under oath, no big deal to the feds, to the FBI. So— Here's two amazing examples of how Twitter was purchased. By the way, the FBI gave a million dollars to Twitter of our tax dollars to buy them off. So he says, I'll give you two egregious examples of the scam with Twitter and the FBI. For one, includes a series of Tracy Benz tweets starting at 1.30 p.m. on January 6th. Benz is editor-in-chief of Uncovered D.C., she was tweeting that a lot of the masked hooded people attacking police at the Capitol looks nothing like Trump people. Then at 153 Eastern Standard Time, that's just 23 minutes later, Benz tweeted, the Trump crowd has not reached the Capitol yet. Twitter immediately deleted Ben's tweets, and her account was permanently banned. Ben's account was just finally reinstated this week. The next example is President Trump himself. The researchers found that on January 6th, when Trump posted a video message calling for peace and to de-escalate the protest, Twitter disabled the message messages ability to be liked or shared then twitter deleted the video and banned trump from tweeting anything for 24 hours meanwhile twitter was also promoting democrat lawmakers tweets criticizing the president for not doing anything to address the protest epoch times noted that according to uh dictionary.com fascism is a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and offer often racism. The other interesting note this week is uh, a fellow that I never got to meet, but have feel like I should know him is Frank Pavone or Pavoni. Uh, Italian priest, Catholic, and who has been a leader for years uh, in the pro-life movement in the United States, said this week the Vatican defrocked a Catholic priest, and the New York Times ran a story, headlined, Vatican Removes Anti-Abortion Activists from the Priesthood. Uh, Frank Provoni was leader of an advocacy group called Priests for Life, been around for years, been involved in all kinds of uh, pro life demonstrations uh, nationwide. He was one of, or is one of Trump's religious advisors. He was permanently dismissed from the clergy on November 9 with no possibility of appeal. The terse letter from the Vatican explained the action was taken uh, after Pavoni was found guilty and canonical proceedings of blasphemous communications on social media and a persistent disobedience of the lawful instructions of the diocesan bishop the times said he said the letter did not specify which social media communications or what disobedience nor did it name the bishop uh Pavoni says, I'm waiting for them to point out to me what I actually did wrong that merits something like this. Father Pavoni is prolific, blunt, and and a spicy tweeter about pro-life issues and has questioned the results of the 2020 elections. Had he been accused of being a pedophile, though, he'd probably just have been transferred to another diocese and the records covered up. So I found that interesting because uh, there is on an ongoing uh, assault in America on pro-life uh, activists and leaders. I'm not talking about people that blow up things or shoot people or hurt people. I'm talking about peaceful protest. And uh, so I uh, have been donating some money to the Thomas More Society, so I've been getting some newsletters. That's a Religious Liberties Defense Society, and uh, I've been getting some uh, notes from their founder and president, Tom Breha, uh, the Thomas More Society. So he writes about two fellows, both pro-life pastors or Christian leaders. One's a pastor, was a pastor. And the other is a Christian leader in the uh, Catholic Church. It's Mark Halk and Paul Vaughn. Vaughn is the father of eleven children. He's from Tennessee, and uh, Mark Halk. I believe he's like fifty-five year old retired pastor, and uh, he's considered a pro-life hero. And I think he has five kids or so. So it says that there was a dawn attack by dozens of SWAT-like armed with Uh, Assault weapons, assault rifles, automatic, and armored bulletproof vests. They were FBI agents. There were a couple dozen of them. And they raided uh, the house of pro-life hero Mark Houck near Philadelphia. That was the beginning. Then an FBI SWAT team hit uh, at dawn with a shock and awe raid. That means to scare the hell out of everybody. Tennessee pro life for Paul Vaughn. He's a, a Catholic uh, small group leader, Bible study leader. Um, anyway, it said in the FBI stormed Paul Vaughn's house. And uh, sorry, I'm just distracted by a text somebody was sending me. Just trying to get me information too late for the show. Uh, So FBI stormed Paul's rural property in Nashville, Tennessee. Three of Paul's children were outside walking through the backyard when an FBI agent confronted them and detained them with his tactical assault rifle. Other armed FBI agents pounded on the door shouting, FBI, open up. Paul demanded to see their identification. They refused. These disgraceful FBI agents seem to think they're above the law. They do think that. The FBI agents handcuffed Paul. On the porch in front of his panicked, terrified children, a daughter ran to his mother frantically crying. The FBI is here and they're arresting daddy. Without any explanation, Biden's pro-abortion federal SWAT team uh, drove away with their bound prisoner, leaving his family in utter shock. They they processed him. And six hours later, they threw him out on the street without even his wallet or his cell phone. He found himself 65 60 miles from home and his family had no idea where he was or how long he'd been he'd be away. This appalling, unjustified and deliberate act of sheer terror stemmed from a peaceful sit-in at an indoor abortion mill that happened a long time ago, a year and a half earlier. At that event, Paul served as a mediator with the police while the other pro-lifers had sat in the hallway with tears in their eyes and singing songs. So a year and a half, they so both Paul Vaughn and Mark Halk were brought up on charges that were a year to two years ago. Both were raided uh, in the early morning hours, uh, and uh, it's interesting that no one has gone after gone after Antifa, right? No one has gone after BLM for destroying billions of dollars in property, killing people. Nobody's been prosecuted. And uh, so this has gone on and on. Same thing happened, similar thing happened with the FBI and a guy named David Delighton David Delighton as you know, was a part of Project Veritas at one time, and he was the one who had the breakthrough uh, investigative journalism uh, where he took a video in public which is completely legal of some doctors that he interviewed they were planned parenthood or abortion type doctors discussing how they sold the parts of babies and uh, and how that all how the whole industry operated so uh anyway david delighton is also fi- fighting his it's been years now since david delighton was arrested uh, i'm just uh I'm just reading down through the high points here, uh, but Delighton is fighting a case both in uh, California and down in Texas, uh, and of course I've been I like to donate towards these causes because I could see myself caught up on one and would appreciate the help. So Thomas More Society donates their efforts, but they do need help with filing fees and ex- just expenses of uh, uh, fees charges. Uh, bureaucracy that they have to face. So, uh, if you want to look up this group, I, I would highly recommend. There's a number of legal groups around the country that are Christian legal groups. Thomas More Society. You can go Thomas, common spelling M O R E, common spelling Society. Thomas More Society. One word. dot org. You can go on there and you could donate towards all these guys that are being uh, prosecuted with felonies. Unbelievable felonies. So did you know that uh, when they overturned Roe versus Wade, that something like up to 50, 30 to 50 pro-life centers and churches were bombed, uh, broken windows. In fact, our local one was damaged, I believe, twice, uh, windows knocked out, all kinds of stuff happened, and uh, no one has been arrested and I don't even know whether there's any investigations. When you talk to Christopher Ray, he knows about as much as the local derelict on the street about what's going on. And um, he is a criminal. He's just another in the long line of, of deviant DNA from Mueller and um, all the rest of them, Comey, Mueller, McCabe, uh, all of them that are dirty we got a couple of minutes left. So I wanted to mention that a study, a study done by Georgia State University's Public Health School found that the overall child homicide rate during COVID rose from 2.2 people dead per 100,000, these are children, in 2019 to 2.8 dead per 100,020, or a 27.7% increase uh, the increase was most per- pronounced for boys, uh, for which the rate rose from 2.9 per hundred thousand to 4.1. Uh, that's in 2018 to 4.1 in 2020 per hundred thousand. So uh, it just shows you the impact of a, not of a, an illness. Nobody's killing each other when they get a bad cold or the flu. There isn't a, a spike in in murders. What the spike is a result of is the government's uh, treasonous and tyrannical uh, reaction and shutdown of people's lives. It caused pressure to have people freak out and, uh, and go ballistic on other folks. Uh, children age 11 to 15 were the age group with the largest increase of death. Can you imagine 11 to 15? I want you to think, you got any kids that age? I don't remember any kids that age when I grew up in Yuba County dying, let alone dying of of homicide, somebody killing them. Children age 11 to 15 were the age group with the largest increase with the rate increasing. uh, Well, I'm not going to read all the rates. You're probably not concerned about that anyway. I want to talk to you about the same topic I've been addressing for a while, and that's about the 500 health care workers back in Chicago at North Shore uh, Hospital who were jerked around, ripped off, lied to, uh, humiliated, kicked to the curb, and uh, they are all going to get a little money. They're not going to get a lot of money. They're going to get a little money, but it amounts to over $10 million for 500 health care workers. So I'll tell you the details in just a minute. We'll be right back.
6: important thing to realize is that North American science spent 15 years figuring out what to do with the next COVID. It was back 2002, 2003, the original SARS-CoV-1 occurred. And so all sorts of experiments went on to determine what would be a useful response were something similar to occur. And the research was done. It was research was all done by 2015, 2016. And DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, the American research arm of the US military, it specifically knew and specifically recommended and passed the information on to the CDC that ivermectin in particular was the absolute number one product to be used in the event of a coronavirus pandemic. It was fully known that ivermectin and certainly hydroxychloroquine as well were highly antiviral and immune modulatory. And those two things were the key to modulate the immune response, plus to be antiviral as well. Those elements were both totally proven in vitro and in vivo with animals so that it was known. And of course, we knew it was completely safe for humans because these medications had been used for 35 to 40 years in humans. And so that's what was sitting there ready to be used at the next pandemic.
7: Okay. Hi, you guys. Biden's uh, Biden supporter here voted for him and would do it again. Just to clarify, I would vote for him again. Okay. But I'm here to talk about how annoyed I am with people talking about high gas prices. Oh, it's uh, gas prices are so high. I hate high gas prices. Oh, inflation, and I can't pay my bills. Get over yourselves, okay? This can be so easily solved, okay? And I solved it. I solved it myself. You know what I did? I did. Guess what I did, okay? I went and bought myself an electric car, okay? I went down to a dealership. It's so simple. This is what you do. You go down to a dealership and you're like, hi, I would like to buy an electric car. And the guy there, the guy there, he's like, okay, ma'am, what kind of car would you like? And then you tell them what kind of electric car you want and then you pay them the money and it's like forty-five to like $100,000. It's like so easy. And you just give them the money and then you drive away in your electric car. And now, guess what, guys? I don't worry about gas prices because I'm driving around in my electric car. And I'm also saving the planet. I'm saving the planet while you guys are destroying it. I am saving it. And I don't know exactly where electricity comes from, but I know it's amazing. And I know it's such a good thing. And 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 now my problem is solved okay and you can solve the problem yourselves if you would just go out and buy an electric car okay <sighs> rant over I...
8: would you adam and eve it in the usa already there are record high cases of flu that's right flu and last year there were none at all on the whole planet i mean If you believe those nutter conspiracy theorists, it's almost as if flu was counted as as COVID last year, and then now suddenly it's back again. But obviously, we'd never be lied to by our own governments so that they could profit from Big Pharma. No way!
9: Attorney Lee Dundas, some years ago, two men sat at a table discussing the most effective way to usher in war. Their decision after discussion was to close non-essential businesses and further quarantine certain members of society to prevent the spread of disease known as typhus. These men's names, Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler. You think you're special. I am here to tell you, you are not. You are the new Fourth Reich. And I have news for you today. We will not be locking down or taking funding over RSV, which 90% of children contract before the age of two and only 100 to 500 a year die, which is a 0.00000472813 death rate. It is four millionths of a percent. Let me add a little bit here. Your whole meeting today was unlawful under the COVID section, sorry, the government sections. Our governor's executive order that allowed you to suspend notice of meeting was specific to COVID and your agenda item is specific to respiratory syncytial virus. Therefore, under the government code, you are still bound to notice requirements. An emergency under the government code section is defined as crippling activity or other activity, which severely impairs public health and safety. And let me tell you folks, a 0.0000047814% death rate is nowhere near an emergency. You will not get more blood money into this county. You will not get more state or federal funding for our hospitals. This is not an emergency. To do so is fraud. You will not mask us like she just talked about doing. You will not quarantine the well or the sick. You will not keep our kids out of school and damn right you're not going to cripple our businesses anymore. Do you hear me? We will never lock down again. This is the hill we die on because this is America. This is the Constitution of America and this is frickin' freedom.
10: It's as close to slavery as I've ever seen in my lifetime. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com minute. The COVID tyranny was and still is dehumanization, so demand your God given liberties back. The 1960 movie Spartacus, depicting a slave uprising, tells us the power of saying no.
0: When just one man says no, I won't. Rome begins to fear. And we were tens of thousands
8: who said no. That was the wonder of it. To have seen slaves lift their heads from the dust.
10: See them rise from their knees. Stand tall. So say no to tyranny. SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California.
11: persuasion don't admit that it's part of the scheme
12: and i can't help but
5: my suspicion it all right well one of the reasons we're here besides wanting to be here but it always takes some resources to be here so i want to give a shout out to some of the people that are helping us and that's little billy's excavator and backhoe service uh, up here in Rica and Yuba County, but he serves all over Northern California. If you need a backhoe, <clears throat> there's too much for you to dig on your own. You need a backhoe helper excavator. Israel Garcia can do that for you. 530-360-10, You can text or call him and he will be on it. Also, All Power Services. I was out there yesterday, dropping off some things to all power services at 1469 stewart road that's in south yuba city just off highway 99 really easy to get to just just breeze down 99 and uh, get on to stewart road go towards the buttes and you are there in like three minutes once you make that turn so uh, you can reach them you can text or call them at 530-844-0347 i was talking to josh james and uh, will fanning the two proprietors there they have a couple other employees that work with them now because they've gotten busy 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 and so they will fix anything that you broke that's got power connected to it and when you walk in you can just see exactly what i'm talking about they got big rigs there they got tree trimming rigs there they got vans there they got cars there they got motorcycles there they have lawnmowers there they got all kinds of things broken stuff that they're fixing and giving it back to people so uh If you want to get things fixed, you might make a New Year's resolution. I like New Year's resolution. You might make a New New Year's resolution that you're going to put everything back together that uh, needs to come together and that you purchased and was brand new at one time and now needs to be fixed. And when Will and Josh gets done with it, it's just like brand new, ready to rock and roll. If you want to email them, you can email them at allpower1469 at gmail.com. Also want to give a shout out to the guys that always fix my my automobile and paint it and and repair the doors or fix the glass or put in new headlights when they get all worn out and, and frosty. Allen's Auto Body at T Garden at Sutter Street. They got a big yellow racing stripe around the side of it. It's really easy to find you can dial their landline at 530-671-1057 kevin and kerry clark are about as nice as people you're ever going to want to meet in your whole life and plus they do a great job that kevin man he can just it just looks like you know paint just rolls on like water smooth 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 looks like it just came from the honda factory when i get out of there so all right let me let me get my computer working here and get down to where i was talking before and uh so uh you you might think well lou you already talked about this well i kind of did uh there was a, a jury ruled in favor of the uh plaintiffs the ones that brought the claim against this health industry and uh they got jerked around so after the jury finds uh gives a finding then the judge re- reviews the finding and he has the option on these deals where they where they're awarding money to uh adjust it or do something to it right Monkey with it, so Liberty council Harry Mihat, mehet Vice President of Legal Affairs, Liberty council said in a statement that the group was pleased to finally get the court's final approval of the class-wide settlement for these healthcare workers who were unlawfully discriminated against and denied religious exemptions from the COVID shot. So basically, this hospital said, "Yeah, I know, I know what our uh, employment policies say. Yeah, I know what all our codes say. Yeah, I know this. I know that. But the fact is." Uh, We're going to we're not going to allow you to have any exemptions, no uh, spiritual exemptions, no uh, medical exemptions. We're not going to give you any exemptions. We're just going to fire you if you're not going to take the jab. And so uh, there was a handful. So basically, each person is going to get twenty four thousand two hundred twenty five dollars. And each person who stayed at remained at the company stands to receive three thousand seven hundred twenty five dollars. The named plaintiffs, those that, that threw down and put up some money and started the fight who are named in the lawsuit, they're going to get the 24225 plus an extra twenty grand. Now you think, oh, well, uh, that's good, but actually it's not very much money. Um, Marcina Novak, one of the objectors, gave some perspective to the, the settlement. She said, my actual losses from being fired and losing pay, approached $140,000. So all of the estimated uh, $25,000 is helpful, she said, uh, and I welcome it. It doesn't come close to actual losses suffered by those who were treated so poorly. What we're seeing throughout the United States of America, uh, uh, medical – Enterprises or hospitals like North Shore or Adventist or any of them, they violated people's religious rights and uh, they mocked them and made actually made fun of them. And uh, so North Shore uh, at one point said that any religious exemptions based on aborted fetal cell lines, stem lines and tissue or derived materials from a a fetus. Uh, they said none of our products had those. The fact is all of COVID-19 vaccines available in the United States of America have links to aborted fetal cell lines. If you if you got a problem with that and you took to jab, well, I guess you didn't know that if you have a problem with it, right? Uh, instead of engaging plaintiffs in good faith, North Shore denied plaintiffs religious exemption requests en masse. In other words, they didn't even individually review them. By failing to engage any of the plaintiffs and its numerous employees with religious objections and good faith, North Shore had no way to know whether an acceptable accommodation might have been appropriate. On and on and on it goes. Anyway, that's got settled. My hope is that all these hospitals are going to get sued because they actually, they uh, were like pimps uh, with with a hot bunch of prostitutes because uh, they we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars per COVID death. Every time they mentioned COVID in the chart, they gave them a PCR test. They, they said they had COVID if they were COVID positive. And then if they put them in the ICU, then they got more money. And if they uh, then uh, get put them on remdesivir, they got more money. And if they put them on the ventilator, they got more money. I thought they were making about a hundred thousand dollars per, Oh, and if they put COVID on the death certificate, they even got more money. In fact, some of my friends that work in the mortuary business claimed that the health officers were calling him, trying to get him to change the death certificate. I thought, why don't they change it himself? Why does the mortuary have to be the liars? So anyway, some people have estimated that a hospital could make a $500,000 off a COVID patient that turns into a COVID death. So, okay. I want to spend some time. Uh, I was trying to get some information from Howard Jarvis, and uh, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to get that because somebody wants to talk to me about it, and it's too late for that now. So uh, I'm going to first of all talk about the California unemployment insurance. You might think, oh, how boring. I don't want to listen to this. Well, it should get your attention. Years ago, in a, in a many generations ago, I was a bookkeeper, accountant type, i'm not a cpa but i was managing a painting business and i did other kinds of things other businesses and i had to do some payroll and if you've done payroll in california and maybe in any other state they have one of the things that gets deducted or the employer has to pay is a thing called ui and that's called unemployment insurance so in other words, if, if you lay off an employee, then they can file for unemployment, and that unemployment is paid by the state of California. But it's paid from a, from a fund that uh, – come on, cursor. It's paid from a fund that you, you as an employer have been paying into. And what I always used to understand when I'd get my, uh, an audit on my employee taxes – employer employee taxes uh the the percentage that were that was assessed on every dollar that was paid out to an employer employee that varied from company to company so back in the day this is 30 40 years ago so so if you had no uh layoffs and you had nobody cashing in on unemployment insurance against you you had a really low rate because they kept track of your surplus, how much you had stashed there in the in the account, right? And if you had lots of layoffs, then you would have to pay lots more to replenish that account. You got me? So this guy from, uh, this is actually a guy from Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. So last week, I received an email from a dentist who operates a small dental office and is required to pay the unemployment insurance tax and sadly is paying much more than he should because of our because our unemployment insurance program is insolvent. Insolvent means broke. So over and over, you're going to hear in California coming up major funds that they're that they're supposed to be reserves to pay for a rainy day need like unemployment, and they're broke. They're they're empty. So when a, when a state runs out of unemployment funds, uh, they go. In this case, they go to the federal people. There's an unemployment trust fund of the U.S. Treasury Department, and they draw from that, and they have to pay, uh, they have to pay interest and in taxes on that. So here's the kicker: if a state's trust fund does not have adequate funds to pay benefits, it must borrow money from the federal fund to satisfy unemployment claims. But if a state's fund is insolvent for more than two years, in other words, they they got way too many claims for the amount of money they have. The tax rate increases each year. In other words, the tax to the employer. The tax can be hefty, as much as $420 per employee. Again, the employer pays that out of his pocket. Like other states, California was slammed by the pandemic. Low unemployment quickly became unprecedented levels of high employment. Well, if you... Anyway, I'll just go on here and... uh, so Texas and Florida faced the same challenges, but they opened back up and they got back on their feet right away. And so it, it caused less of their UI funds to be depleted. So in 2020, California's UI fund was depleted and continued to fall further behind. This required even more borrowing. Now, I want you to listen to this because this is flat freaky. If you think, oh, well, the lights are on, the sun's out, the ocean is licking the beaches of the Pacific, Therefore, everything's fine. The pg still working. Uh, we're in for some rough times here. California, it says, was suffering from a second epidemic, an epidemic of massive fraud in the administration of unemployment insurance claims. You ever had a person file for you, uh, unemployment insurance you knew and they, they actually were lying? Governor Newsom, uh, on his watch, the EDD, failed to process, process, process a backlog of claims for hundreds of thousands of unemployed Californians. In other words, people were filing unemployment claims and couldn't get any money. However, the EDD sent out $30 billion in unemployment benefits to phony claims, including fraudulent claims paid to death row inmates. Did you hear what I said? Legitimate claims were not being paid but fraudulent claims were being paid, including those to death row inmates. Much too late, and after several legislative hearings on the back of, over, of on a lack of oversight of EDD, there were modest corrections taken, but this was usual around here. The horses had already left the barn. If anyone thinks, That billions of dollars, $30 billion in waste, was wasted out of EDD, didn't impact the ordinary taxpayers. Check this out California's employers are directly responsible for the cost of EDD providing benefits on fraudulent claims. In other words, you did your job, you paid in, you paid all your taxes, you're an employer. And you are going to be held holding the bag for $30 billion in fraudulent claims, which means that all of us must absorb the cost of inexcusable lack of oversight by our California government. Says perhaps the most important thing to taxpayers to know about California's unemployment insurance program is how insolvent it is. It projects, EDD projects that at years end, that's now, the total debt of unemployment insurance that we owe is $19 billion. Moreover, the Department of Labor confirms that California's debt problem is the worst of any state in the union. Now, does anything surprise you anymore? We have the worst education in the union. We have the worst unemployment in the union. We have an accumulated debt just as unemployment that exceeds the debt of all other states combined. I want you to think about that. We have the worst homeless of any any uh, state in the union. We have the highest amount of welfare of any state in the union. Now we have the greatest unemployment debt that if you add all 49 states up together, we have more. In California because of the reign of Gavin Newsom. Now, you might be thinking what I was thinking yesterday. When they got all this COVID money from the federal government, why didn't they use that to pay it back? Huh. Well, some states did. Texas approved a $7.2 billion payment that has eliminated its UI debt entirely. Why should they pay that? Because it wasn't the businesses' fault that all these people needed unemployment. The government shut the businesses down. So the government should be obliged, not the businesses sh- should not be stuck with that. You shut a business down, then you turn around and charge the business for his people claiming unemployment. So Washington paid down theirs. Texas paid down theirs. What about California? Because of its insolvency, California must pay $470 million in interest payments alone to the federal government. That's for one year. That's nearly half a billion dollars that could otherwise gone to educate, transportate, or public safety aid. Worse yet, this is an annually occurring expense. Half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars, half a billion dollars. Interest. It buys nothing. Doesn't mean buy you a candy bar. So, I thought that was fun because I had remembered that you I figure that and I always used to say I used to watch that percentage because we didn't ever lay off people. Crazy, isn't it? So I wanted to hold on just a second. Okay. So I wanted to there's a I want to encourage you, if you're a Californian, to contribute some money right away to HJTA.org, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association.org. They are the premier tax association that is preserving. Uh, your livelihood from the government taking your house and taking everything from you and uh, if you i think you can belong to the organization for as little as twenty five dollars but you should give them hundreds of dollars because they 'll start sending you a uh, i think it 's a quarterly newspaper it 's called taxing taxing times and uh, on the front of this issue which is volume forty nine issue one winter. 2022-23 there is a column and it shows uh, a function on their website it's called the guessing game how high would your taxes be without proposition 13 which is a proposition that reduced on how taxes could be assessed on your property in the state of california so you can enter the appropriate the approximate current market value of your home in one of the boxes on this uh calculator on the computer and then um, and then you click to find out how much taxes you you would have you would be paying right now if there wasn't a prop 13 benefit so there's constant sometimes twice a year uh, efforts to reverse the benefits of prop 13. So uh, I wanted to read you something that uh, is reflective of the criminality of our government. And uh, what happened is in Riverside County, a guy fell upon hard times. He owned his home. In other words, he was, uh, I don't know whether he owned it outright or was paying for it and had a lot of equity in it. But he got behind uh, paying his taxes. And he just couldn't pay his taxes. And after a period of time, Riverside County confiscated his home and sold it for the taxes. We're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back for our third segment.
8: When you're on your-
3: So, for me, this day is not just about what has happened, uh, it's also about what could happen. Because a girl like me.
11: <laughs> a girl like me. If we
13: don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple, just like dominoes, one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case, because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep-state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here is my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are. Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as President, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk, revising Section 230, to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content, such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism, while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called mis- and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, Those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling-off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of US user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content, moderation, and curation entirely, and receive an unmanipulated stream of information, if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America, and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America.
5: All right, Uh, we're back. I'm going to talk about this guy that got his home stolen by the government, and uh, it should get your attention about the type of people that are actually running our country. So I want to mention a couple of people, uh, Thrifty Rooter. These guys, uh, I'm telling you, there's always plumbing problems. I I was over at this E Street project that we've been working on to fix up this sevenplex, and we had three drains. And we got a lot of water from the rains, and the drains were all plugged up down the basement and coming off the roof and stuff. So we had a super high-powered jet system over there cleaning them out today. I thought, thank God, that was a plumbing doctor over there working on that, volunteers. But uh, my point is there's always valuable, uh, it's a super valuable service, the plumber. Whether you're cleaning out drains and keeping water from damaging your property, or uh, keeping the water flowing in the right direction, keeping it going going away from you and not coming at you, so Thrifty Reuter or ThriftyRooter.net, you can go to their website and see all their services because they're serving multiple counties here in Northern California. So if you're listening to me, you can hear me in Northern California. Look up ThriftyRooter.net and they'll tell you where they're serving. And you can find out all their services, whether you're out in a rural area and need septic help or whether you're out in the city and just need lines cleaned out either way. So uh, you can reach them at 530-673-8201. That's a landline. So call it up. Dial them up, 530-673-8201. These guys get there fast and they're on it. And they've been around for almost 50 years. So um, they're not like what they call fly-by-night or uh, here today, gone tomorrow, they are with you. So uh, thriftyrooter.net, and they will get it on. And I think they're, they they even serve down in Placer County. They serve the city of Lincoln, and been Sutter, Calusa, Butte, and maybe even Nevada. So check them out. Also, North Valley Paralegal, my friend Nellie Garcia, who uh, is always, I talk to her all the time, about legal I'm referring people to or people in legal jam, all kinds of things. Sometimes you can have a legal need, it's not even a problem. You just need to change somebody's name. You need to change uh, maybe you need to uh change your property line description. Uh you might want to form a non profit. You might want to do a trust, do a uh do some probate, just stuff. It it's a legal you know, living in the West, there's lots of legal issues. Uh, so North Valley Paralegal, they're on Sutter Street, just down the street from Allen's Auto Body. You can reach them at 530-751-9289, 751-9289. Okay, so check this out. This When I read this article, it just blew my mind. Title... Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association scores a victory in home equity theft case. So the guy gets behind on his taxes. He's got a home worth a lot of money. How would you, for me, here's how that would happen. Somehow I'd have to run out of money, and uh, and maybe I would get a debilitating illness that would suck hundreds of thousands of dollars out of me, right? And, um so and I'd have to have a caregiver and I'd, I, you know, just things all of a sudden would get very, very expensive. I couldn't make money anymore. And so all of a sudden, maybe I couldn't pay my my taxes anymore. And I just let them go. Just let them go because I, I got to keep the lights on, keep the heat on, keep the roof patched. Et you get it? OK. So what happened was the Board of Supervisors uh, was presented with a staff recommendation. This makes me sick. Staff is not elected. <laughs> boards are these uh sub boards from like a planning commission and stuff those are all appointed positions they're not elected positions so a staff is is all appointed they're hired and so the riverside staff recommended to the board to deny a, a valid claim from the homeowner for excess proceeds from the tax sale so they sold his home there was plenty to pay off his taxes and then there was excess equity. There was equity, money he had in the house that the, uh, the staff of Riverside County said, let's keep the money. That's theft, people. You know, taxes are theft, but that's even, even more egregious theft. So Howard Jarvis heard about this through the grapevine, and they took it to court. And it was said wh- whether a county forecloses on tax delinquent properties itself or or requires lien holders to handle such foreclosures, the entire the entity foreclosing may collect uh, the debt, right tax debt with interest penalties and reasonable costs associated with selling the property, but nothing more, calling it home equity theft. H.J.T.A. warned the Board of Supervisors that a decision to retain the excess proceeds would be a violation of the U.S. Constitution. Now, that's, that may sound heavy to you, but county government and city government constantly violates the U.S. Constitution. And do you think somebody flies in and, and arrests everybody? Nope, they don't, because prosecutors aren't prosecuting violations of the Constitution. And so many times the um, local district attorney is involved with the wrongdoing. And that happened right here in Yuba County. So uh, it says when a tax or foreclosure sale takes place, the former homeowner must file a claim for excess proceeds. In other words, he said, hey, if you get any excess uh, above all that I owe y'all, even though I'm not going to have my house back, I'd like to have the money left over. Now, that seems fair, doesn't it? They forced the sale of his property. The staff recommended that the county keep the money. Keep all the money. Screw the guy. So director Laura Doherty, who wrote a friend of the court brief to U.S. Supreme Court in Tyler versus. Hennepin, and uh, the gov- said the government should not be trespassers but trustees particularly to tragedy-befallen persons who happen to own a home or other real property that can be used to satisfy a debt. Thankfully, the Riverside County supervisors agreed with Howard Jarvis and not with their corrupt bureaucrats, and they awarded the excess proceeds to the gentleman. That unfortunately fell on hard times and had to sell his property. Is that gnarly or what? I just think that's totally a ripoff. So uh, I tried to get this information, and I think my friend has it, but it's not going to come over on a. Uh, doesn't look like it's going. Let me just see. If, let me check my email, and uh, maybe she sent it that away. And I can read it to you because I've been looking for some information from Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. and Oh, here we go. Okay, come on, baby. Well, I'm not going to be able to pull it right up because it's... Uh, It's not right there. So let me talk. Let me talk to you about something. Inside this, if you'll t- if you'll donate to Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, they will get, they will send you this wonderful uh, newspaper once a, once a quarter, and every article is very relevant to everything uh, you're interested in. So it says here that two thirds of California's voters consistently tell pollsters that they think Prop 13 is a good thing, but even with more than 40 years of constant support, Prop 13 is still under attack. So government bureaucrats want to be able to raise your taxes every single year, even twice a year, even three times a year. If your value of your property goes up, they want more taxes. That's they They think they have more interest in your property than you do. They're corrupt. It's communist. It's not American at all. So uh, every argument, according to John de says boils down to one thing, control. They want to own your property. They want to control your property. And they keep using terms like equity and economic dynamism. So basically, uh, I don't have time to talk to you. If you want to look up Proposition 13, California Proposition 13, and just look up under something like Wikipedia, it will explain to you the change that took place. But you can go on the calculator on the website at hjta.org and get your mind blown. If you own property and you've owned it very long, it when you put in the figures, it's very simple. Just put in figures in one spot and click go, and it'll tell you how much you're saving, and you'll think— I need to I need to donate some money to those folks says California has the highest or near the highest tax rate in in every category except property taxes. But did you know that even though you think, oh, we got Prop 13 savings, we're not the lowest in the country. We're still the 14th highest state of 50 states or if Obama was talking 58 states county assessors are reporting sizable growth in the value of taxable property what's that mean that means each year the the county can raise the uh the value of your taxable property up by 2% if you just stay in the property if you don't move they can raise it up and and that means you're going to be paying a little bit more taxes every year in socal riverside county we we're just talking about riverside county right they reported a 9.26 growth. That's the value of the county property, the pound property owned by citizens. The value went up 9.226 percent. So, concurrently, then, their um, so their total net value of the property in Riverside County went up to 369 billion dollars. San Bernardino County reported a historic high of 288 billion in value, representing a 9.3 percent increase. Orange County reported a 6.37 increase to 721 billion. What does this mean? All the numbers don't mean much to you, I'm sure. It means that they're taxing. They have a tax rate that's applied on that billions of dollars, and that money, if the if the rate if the value goes up, it's just like If you buy five dollars, a five dollar item at the store that the sales tax is more than if you buy two dollar item. Correct. Okay. so check it out. Similar gains are happening everywhere statewide. Unfortunately, they don't have Yuba Sutter listed. And my friend couldn't get it to me in time for this show but I'll, I'll probably have it by the radio show. But for instance, Contra Costa County in the Bay Area, 7.79 increase. This is just this year. Sacramento County, 8%. San Mateo, 8.34%. Santa Clara, 7.46%. Ventura County, 73 Yolo, just down, Yolo butts up against Sutter County, 723 Marin County, 655 Amador County, way up in the north, 7.3%. Uh, butte here's butte 6.8 that's right butts up against both yuba and sutter humboldt 473 imperial 5.6 mendocino 2.4 in other words all these counties placer county 9.2 these counties value of all the real estate and the improvements on all these counties went up that many percent therefore the tax rate on those is going to create more taxes coming in now, all these supervisors and bureaucrats are complaining about we don't have enough money to keep up. If that's the truth, then they are, they are hiding the money or they need to stop paying into CalPERS because the pensions, we no one, no matter how much money we give, no one can afford a Ponzi scheme. If If you've ever heard of Charles Ponzi or Bernie Madoff and now... Uh, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed. No one can afford Ponzi schemes. Everybody loses. And so what they're doing is when you uh, are are giving money into a scheme that is not r- generating money to pay for your contribute, excuse me, your contributors. You get it? The Ponzi scheme says we're going to generate a certain amount of money to pay the retirement of all these contributors. The fact is they never have. So what happens is they need to depend upon new investors that are promised the world, promised the moon, promised the gold pot at the end of the rainbow. They need to count on new investors, new investors, new investors that are buying the scam to afford to pay for all the guys that used to work years and, years and years and years and years and years and years ago for the County that you happen to live in. You're paying for people that are not quite dead yet, but you wish they were because you want to, you're, you're paying for the salaries of those that are serving you right now in the County or the city or your jurisdiction. And you're paying for all these people that somebody else uh, made a commitment too many years ago. That's a scam. That's called a Ponzi scheme. So he says, uh, while this is likely good news for county halls of administration, before Prop 13, it would have been met with great anxiety among homeowners. That's because before Prop 13, property tax assessments are based on current market value. In other words, he said Prop 13 curbs that the, the impact of that increase. But if you just bought a house right now or you just sold and switch houses right now or switch business locations right now, you're paying higher taxes, much higher taxes. So uh, unfortunately, they didn't list Yuba and Sutter counties in here. And uh, therefore, I was trying to find that out from Howard Jarvis today. And my friend who has better contacts than me uh, couldn't pull that off. But she's got all the links. She's now sent me by email. But I don't have time to talk, talk about it right now. I need to get this podcast complete, and I don't have time to pause it and go searching and do research right in the middle of it. I got other things to do, and I, I'm on a time schedule. So anyway, I wanted to let you know that. Uh, uh, also, let's see. What else in this? Uh, so in, in other words, if you get in a pickle with your house and you can't pay the taxes... The government can take your house from you after a certain period of time when you're delinquent on your taxes and they could sell your property but they can only take the taxes that were owed them interest and penalty fees okay that's all they could do they can't take other things from you and if 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 you made a, if they have money left over that money uh needs to come back to you okay all right so i want to talk about one other tax that uh is a ripoff and so we had prop 13 uh being passed in 1978 and it's literally saved people like me i bought this house in 1987 it's literally saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes have i paid taxes every year oh yeah i pay them on time glad they pay my taxes it's okay but I'm not wanting to pay more taxes than I should be. And so uh, it has saved hundreds of thousand dollars. But uh, James Gallagher, our uh, assemblyman for Yuba Sutter counties, who claims to be conservative, actually has an R after his name, and who... Um, talks about farming and talks about he's for businesses and all that kind of stuff. Although he, though he never stood up for businesses during COVID, he didn't stand up to uh, start schools back up because of COVID. That was Kevin Kiley who did all that. But uh, Prop 19 was put on the ballot and um, it was a bunch of lies and what it was going to do. You know, right now the way Prop Prop 13 worked before Prop 19 passed a couple years ago, Prop 13 uh, allowed you to pass on in an inheritance to your children or grandchildren your property, and the basis of your property would stay the same, therefore your taxes would stay the same to them. In other words, they wouldn't, like right now my basis is back at 1987, not 2017 or 2027, right? So Prop 19 monkeyed with the ability of uh, our past generation to give us property, pass it on down. And it caused many pieces of property to to trigger to be taxed at a current level with current market prices. What that did in the past is it forced people to sell the property to pay the taxes. In other words, many times you end up with a gift that you can't even afford to pay the gift tax because you don't have that kind of extra money around. So you have to get rid of the property, and it it only give you 1 year to even move into you have to move into the property to avoid these penalties now it's interesting that pro, that James Gallagher con, this is what really sizzles me these people claim to be conservatives i don't care whether they call them republican or democrat they claim to be conservatives small government and they keep voting for bigger government and they keep voting to take more taxes From people, It's interesting that you pay taxes your entire life on your property, year after year after year after year after year, and surcharges and all these bonds and everything. Then when you die, your kids have to pay taxes on the property over again. It's it's theft. It's worse than the mafia. We owe the mafia and we owe people that are locked up in your county jails an apology for what's being done to them by government officials. Uh, We'll be right back.
11: I'm dreaming Of a white hat Christmas When every crook Will be exposed And the people Listen To trials that give more prison Eating popcorn by the low
3: Left man, you're something else. Now you're just gonna erase the name of a black man from a building. Detroit native and famous neurosurgeon, Ben Carson, is gonna have his name removed from a local high school. The local school board voted to remove his name from the School of Science and Medicine. Leftist political activists fought for the school to drop his name. I wonder who
14: they're going to replace the name with, George Floyd. This country needs saving. And that you can save it by the life that you live. This isn't about what politician are we going to elect. Listen, I'm in politics. I mean, nothing against politicians. But this isn't about what politician are we going to elect to do this, that, or the other. This is about, am I going to be a free man or not? Am I going to have the courage and character to be a free person or not? The country will be saved if we live like free people. The country will be saved if we cultivate the character of free men and women. That's what will change America. That's what will save America. That's what this country needs. And I just want to say to those of you in the room, and especially those of you who are young folks, listen, maybe it's just that not very many people have asked very much of you today. You know, I saw this funny thing the other day. I think it was on Twitter. Where some guys, eh, no, confession, I, I was on Twitter, sorry. Taking my own advice. But some guys said, you know, men today listen to heavy metal, but they can't walk up three flights of stairs. And the men of the 1940s listened to bands who sang falsetto lyrics and they stormed the beaches of Normandy. Listen, there's some truth to that. But it's not as if you don't have it in you. It's just that not very many people are asking. Well, I tell you what. I'm here to ask. I'm here to ask you to stand up and save this country. I'm here to ask you to embrace your responsibilities. I'm here to ask you to choose duty over self, to choose sacrifice over self, to choose love over self, to choose country over self. That is what will make America great. That is what will save our nation. That is what will change the course of this country's future. You can do it. Only you can do it. No party, no program. You, us together, the lives we lead, the choices we make, the sacrifices that we are willing to make. So I would just say this. Don't leave this place the way you came in. Listen, you could be doing a lot. It's December the 18th. Christmas is right around the corner. You could be doing all kinds of things with your time. You could be out shopping right now. You could be at home, students, you could be kicking back. You're not. You're here. That tells me something. You're here because you love this country. You're here because you know we're in crisis. You're here because you want your life to matter. So my, my plea to you is don't leave this place the same as you came in. Make a vow with yourself and the people you came with that you will leave a different person. You will leave with the conviction that your character holds the destiny of this country. That your character is the key to liberty. That the life you lead will determine what happens to the United States of America. Because that is the truth. And if we will do that together, we will change the future of this country. We will change the course of this country. And we will preserve this, the last best hope on earth. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. So good, gratitude, when I was coming down.
4: Something quite, quite profound. Then I cried out loud. I you
11: stories. I was coming down.
5: Alright. I can't do research and do this show at the same time. So I'm just gonna have to turn it over to another time when we can discuss it if it's still relevant when we get around to it. So, uh I take the Epoch Times, you should too, every um, every week it comes in my mailbox. I get the hard copy. I think I have an electronic copy as well. And um so uh there's always a week's worth of reading in in the uh the Epoch Times and I want to encourage you to to just go online. Sometimes they'll they'll do you an introductory offer of a dollar or something like something ridiculous like that. So, um, you know, usually there's some hot topics right in the front, and uh, but I don't see what I wanted right now. Okay. Um, oh, listen, this is a great article. I passed it on to a friend of mine who was elected to the school board in Placer County and to a small district that in near Auburn, that is going broke. Students are leaving. They can't afford it, and they have a huge bureaucracy. So there's a great article. This is on the Northwest Edition, December 14 through 20, 2022, number 438. So it says right on the front page, Citizens Groups Revive Classical Education. If you want to read an inspiring, amazing article, uh, some some just wholesome parents got together, and they started a charter school that is run under the school system but has benefits. Public charter school, they call it. It's a taxpayer-supported, tuition-free school. Now I gave away the article last night because I was in a meeting with this guy. But I want to encourage you if you're in an area where you're wondering what to do with your kids because you you don't want uh, you don't want the transgender story hour. You don't want them teaching your kids about sex education. You don't want to take the jab. You don't want critical race theory. You don't want them to teach your kids that there's many, many, many genders, right? And so um, you want to start your own school. These guys did it, and they they contacted people like Hillsdale College, who has an entire public school curriculum designed for people that want to do this. So I want to, want to encourage you um, to get it on, right? So one, one of the things I wanted to mention is uh, if you're having problems in the Yuba-Sutter area and you want to get involved in a school that is a private school that started just a couple years ago and it was started by a couple named the Tades, uh, who were public school teachers. And now they're running a school that's called, I'm getting over here right now, I'm going to just talk about it. It's called Epic, and it's an Embassy Private Educational Center. And they were looking for a location around Yuba Sutter and couldn't find one, so they located temporarily out at Church of Glad Tidings uh, in Yuba City, Sutter County. And if you are thinking about, I don't want to do the public education thing anymore. Uh, by the way, do you know that they're at the bottom of the list on everything? Reading, functional reading, functional uh, English, composition, math, everything. Bottom of all the states in the union. Not because of a lot, l- lack of money. So if you want an alternative, you think, oh, I can't, I'm not going to be able to homeschool. I can't do this. Go to churchofgladtidings.com, and uh, then scroll over to the left at the top. It says About, and then Ministries, and then Calendar, and Events. Click on Ministries, and there's a drop-down, and just go down and click on Epic, E-P-E-C, right? Uh, Okay, all right. And if you want help with homeschooling, you can just click on Arrow Education. But I want to talk to you about EPIC really quick. I'm just picking them out today. Embassy Private Educational Center. So when you go to EPIC, it says EPIC, Embassy Private Educational Center, a different approach to learning, no COVID mandates or protocols. And then it has EPIC testimonies, and it has young people uh, that are have been in EPIC for one year or one year and a half or two years. Because it just started uh, a couple years ago, right in the middle of COVID, uh, from scratch. So uh, there's some testimonies about students. It talks about the mission statement. The mission is to provide a quality support program for families wishing to educate their children independently in a safe, mass-free, non-social distancing environment in order to promote learning, increase knowledge, develop a solid Christian worldview and encourage them to grow spiritually and emotionally into the person that God designed for them to be. It's a K through K-12. Uh, brief overlook at Epic. Classes available, kindergarten to 12. No COVID mandates or protocols. Classes take place Tuesday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. They use a Becca Christian curriculum for the core subjects. Uh, they offer... Classes in math, science, English, social studies, physical education, and an elective, and then also the Bible. They have a—so it breaks down the tuition here. They may have some scholarships. Breaks down the tuition here. There has an application right online, uh, supply list, what they need, tuition costs, and— uh, very easy if you want to dial them up and talk to them you can dial them at 530-671-3160 extension 254 they just got a new phone system out there so i hope that extension works all right but you if that if there's a glitch in the system there's it's brand new so they're they've had the same phone system since they were doing horse and buggies out there you can email them at EPIC, E-P-E-C, not E-P-I-C, E-P-E-C, at churchofgladtidings.com, okay? So uh, check it out, and it may be the alternative you need. It's right here in Sutter County, easy to get to, off the freeway, off 99 at Eager Road. You can fly out there, be from the mall to there in about three or four minutes. And uh, it's a great environment, safe environment, no nonsense, no drive-bys, No drug slinging out there. Uh, It's a beautiful park-like setting. Uh, Your kids should like it. So we'll just let you check that out. All right, let me get back over to what I'm doing here. And uh, we'll get back in business here. Okay. So what's going on in, in our country is that we elect people to office. And we put a lot of energy into that, and we, a lot of times we vote for someone we like versus someone we know what their principles are. And, uh, but even when, we, it, when like isn't the foremost thing, but we actually are voting for someone that has similar principles to ours, and then when they get into office, you ever notice they just don't seem to be able to do anything right? They don't do what they claimed they were going to do. And so uh, I've often wondered that. So sometimes uh, the person you voted for gets in trouble. They they uh, cheat on their spouse or they're a pedophile or they're doing something dishonest. And, and so they get the goods on them. That's why they flew a lot of them to Epstein Island. To have sex with underage girls. Then when they come back, anytime they need a favor, they just say, you know, we need this. We need you to do this. And you wouldn't want anybody to know you were at Epstein Island, would you? So you wonder why people don't do the right thing when they claimed they were about right things to do. Somebody's got something on them. But then uh, the the other thing is there's all these boards. So once upon a time, there was not... a a an educ a bureau of education education department of the united states there wasn't there wasn't uh an energy department there wasn't uh environmental protection agency there weren't all these the government the elected officials themselves sorted stuff out and then they asked certain other people to take and those are the regulations, and you carry them out right more and more government has grown and grown and grown and department after department we back in i'm i'm i lived prior to homeland security the tSA uh the e- Department of education all those I just mentioned they're all none of them have it produced better situations. What's happened is these departments have created their own rules and regulations that rule over us. That's not how our government is supposed to work. So many times the uh politicians that we've we've hired in the local area, the county, the state uh when, when you confront them about certain things, they say things like, well, our hands are tied. Uh, well, it's this board, this, this CARB board, or this uh, the EPA, or this or that or the other thing, Bureau of the Interior. None of these people are elected. None of the bureaus, none of the departments, Federal Bureau of Investigation, none of them are uh, elected. So this one writer says, uh, it's time for our elected officials to grow up and face reality. These elected bodies are allowing non-elected appointed bureaucrats to usurp their power and authority to represent the people and in so doing steal the voice of the people. What is it? What, what, do, we, what do we call this? This is tyranny. We had a guy in Butte County that was, or Tehama County, that was plowing his fallow ground. It was farm ground. And the one of the departments fined him millions and millions of dollars because of not getting some kind of a permit to just farm his ground, run a disc through his ground so he could plant it with wheat. People have lost their minds. Elected representatives like mayors, governors, city councils, supervisors, state legislators, county sheriffs are elected by the people to represent them and protect their rights. We count on them to stand up to the overreach of the government agencies at any level. We were counting on Wendell Anderson and Brandon Barnes, our sheriffs in Yuba-Sutter counties, to stand up against the overreach, illegal, unconstitutional overreach of government officials in the state of California, and specifically Dr. Fong Liu, the health officer here who was lost her mind, mentally ill, incompetent, No way she could perform it as a real doctor. She's a faker. And they withstood her. We count on these local officials to stand up against the overreach of government agencies at all levels. That's our protection. If you're not wanting to protect us, if you're not wanting to defend the Constitution on our behalf and you and Sutter counties, please resign this week. Please do that. Where at the end of the year, you could tie up loose ends and you can move on. Elected representatives are also cowering to the power and influence of private non-government organizations or what we call nonprofits or NGOs. Such as a radical environmental movement. They come in and threaten. Oh, we're going to sue you. It, I noticed local government officials. If somebody threatens to sue them, they get all panicky and they they bend. I I would be the first one to flip somebody the bird, and uh, moon them. Many times the officials say there's nothing we can do. The board has decided. This is a sellout, folks. Somebody has decided. Oh well, the EPA. Oh well, the the Alphabet Soup Group. The Sierra. The Sierra, what do they call it? The Sierra organization or something. Scare tactics are employed to intimidate and force elected representatives to comply to climate change. They keep bringing it up as, oh, it's climate. Oh, we, well, we got to do this. I hear imp- elected officials all the time talk about climate. Oh, well, this is all about the environment. This is a co- climate change compliance. Da da da. Well, here are the true facts about compliance. The problem is that our elected officials just, they don't learn the facts themselves. They don't study to show themselves approved, as the Bible says. They just rely on bureaucrats. Like the Riverside supervisors almost relied on their bureaucrats to take that man's house value away from him, And Howard Jarvis stepped in, and clarified it for them, and they withstood their bureaucrats and gave the man who had a tragedy in his life the value left on his house. So here are some true facts of the science concerning climate change. There is no evidence, there never has been, to back up the claims of man-made climate change. Or evidence that CO2 carbon from man-made emissions is a danger. It's actually a good thing. We need it. There are more scientific studies to back up the claim that carbon is a good thing than there are legitimate studies supporting man-made climate change, and these studies are honestly peer-reviewed. B, there is no conscious consensus of scientists. Those who oppose the theory are simply unfunded and silenced. In other words, scientists are bought off like a cheap prostitute to say what the government bureaucrats want them to say. The only consensus on the dangers of climate change come from bot scientists. Money is driving the science. Nearly every program promoted as environmental protection is in reality a much bigger threat to the environment than anything man is doing. So let me give you some examples. The Forest Service refuses to remove dead trees from the floor of forests. Some forests have eight feet deep or more of kindling and thrash causing the worst fires in history. These are not forest fires. These are arson fires by the bureaucracy of the state of California and other states in the Union. These are arsons. These are uh, the destruction of flora and fauna. They're, these aren't environmentally friendly fires next the mining of lithium for battery you know lithium is used in these battery powered cars right have google or do a search on the internet for lithium mines look at a lithium mine and then look at an oil derrick and tell me which one is doing more damage lithium the mining of lithium Destroyed huge areas of land, never to recover. Once you make a lithium mine, you are not going to be able to ever reforest that or re- recoup that. Imagine, just pretend that all gas cars are banned and millions of electric cars are have now replaced them. We will see literally lithium mines deeper than the Grand Canyon, if you can still find lithium down there. And there is a lot more oil and gas and lithium in the world. Listen, there is a lot more oil and gas, way more than lithium in the world. Next, wind and solar produce next to nothing for the power grid. If all fossil fuels were banned and all power was to come from wind and solar, it would only provide 4% of the power we need to run the country of the United States. 17 million acres of solar farms are planned for the Midwest states to replace coal and gas power plants. Those coal and gas power plants just take up some acres, few acres, not many, not 17 million. Once you think about this, your your people you're voting for are unwilling to stand up, uh, even say that climate change is baloney. I want you to think about this. To build those solar farms will take a massive amount of copper, yet uh, mining is being restricted. The solar panels are made of plastic, which takes oil to produce. It's being restricted. Underneath all those panels, I want you to see some... Put uh, Google social uh, solar arrays. There's thousands of acres covered with solar panels end to end, row to row for thousands of acres and cement underneath for the infrastructure and and holding up the, the panels and in the wires. Nothing can grow under them. No plants. No animals can build their homes. Valuable farmland is literally destroyed. Sunlight is necessary to produce energy through solar panels. Nothing is provided after dark And when it snows, the panels are covered. No electricity is produced in such storms. How about wind power? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back and talk about wind power.
8: flight from well from wherever to wherever it doesn't matter and they announced that due to Covid they will no longer be demonstrating the use of a life jacket (laughs) or the oxygen mask due to Covid so if the plane goes down and you are suffocating or when you slam into the water you drown that's okay but at least you didn't get freaking COVID. I swear to God, these people are mentally unwell. Anyway, onwards. I think most of us knew that if you go, the plane goes down, you're not going to survive anyway. So the whole life jacket thing and oxygen mask was just a bit of a performance anyway. No one knows how to put them over their nose and mouth anyway. But I love the fact that COVID is now seen as more dangerous than say the Atlantic or suffocation.
12: Goat's milk, latte drinking, avoca- avocado toast eating. Life is hard, but it's harder when you're stupid. Can I take cocaine with my spouse?
6: No, my sir. Mom? No, sir.
12: I did not call Senator Sanders an ignorant slut. I'm not talking about buying it, but let's suppose I, I came in one day and the cocaine was there. Uh, people who are... Um, Bilingual. They speak Eng- speak English and stupid. I don't know why we have to give money to countries that hate us. They should be able to hate us for free. Looks like we're giving Lindsay Lohan the keys to the minibar. President Biden is sort of like um, Kevin Bacon at the end of uh, Animal House, the Cantina bar scene out of Star Wars. They wanted it like Ben wants j I'm like Bluto in Animal House. I'm just (laughs) fat, drunk, and and, and stupid. Frankly, I can't because I can't get my head that far up my rear end. Stick it up their fact checker. They can kiss my ass. Somebody at the White House has been smoking the devil's lettuce. Okay? We cannot run the greatest economy by putting fairy dust and unicorn urine in our cars. made to get off the pot. My car doesn't run off fairy dust. My car doesn't run off unicorn urine. The spending porn on pet projects, it's just shock full of spending porn. There's an enormous amount of spending porn. Next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. Call a criminal. Call a methhead. It
1: must suck
12: to be that dumb. I don't, I don't mean disrespect, but the mayor needs to take her meds christmas ornaments drywall and jerry epstein name three things that don't hang themselves
15: i want to say something really quick about daca you know y'all have had the president and the majority why don't you ask them y'all keep using this issue with hispanics just to get our support just to get our vote and you've done nothing You've had an opportunity to do something about DACA, and you've done nothing. You've made the border, the border worse. Go and ask them why they haven't done anything. They have the president, they've had the majority. Y apenas acordando, now y'all are remembering about DACA. Why weren't y'all talking about DACA two years ago? Stop using this issue. Stop using us to get our vote, and then you toss us aside. That's exactly what the Democrat party has been doing. They only remember about us and the issues that we care during election. They're on their way out and all of a sudden they wanna fight DACA.
16: In case you missed it, at DC homecoming on Twitter, sums up the latest horror story of our time. A newborn baby boy named Alex was born in Washington state with a 95% survivable congenital heart defect. He was also anemic and he needed a blood transfusion. In 2021, little Alex's parents had a close friend die of a heart attack shortly after she received her COVID-19 vaccine. By all accounts, their friend was healthy and her death caused alarm bells to go off about the safety of the mRNA vaccine. Because of this experience, they wanted to make sure that young baby Alex had unvaccinated blood for his transfusion. So they found a match through a member at their church, and they paid to have the proper protocol take place for Alex to receive that donor's blood. However, when it came time for the hospital to initiate the transfusion, The doctors and nurses claimed they were unable to locate the unvaccinated donor's blood the parents had procured. So without the parents' consent, they took blood from the hospital's general stockpile. The doctors and nurses assured the parents that baby Alex would be fine and told them babies rarely, if ever, get blood clots. Shortly after the transfusion, Baby Alex developed a large blood clot. The blood clot ran from his knee all the way up to his heart. The hospital changed their tune, saying babies get blood clots all the time, and this was normal. Baby Alex was put on the highest dose of blood thinners possible for his age and size, but the blood clot didn't dissipate at all. Just 12 days later, Alex sadly passed away as a result of a blood clot. And now the Sacred Heart Children's Hospital that killed him claims there's no record of baby Alex being at the hospital, despite ample evidence, including photographs, medical bills, and his death certificate. What is going on here? Just days ago, Cole Reeves and Samantha Savage had their infant child, Will, taken by the New Zealand government to explicitly be given vaccinated blood. Will is still healthy, and his father suggests the possibility that hospital workers may have disobeyed the government and used clean, unvaccinated blood for Will's surgery. One can only hope that eventually people will start standing up against this mass murder, and the sooner the better. Because young innocent children like Alex are being murdered in hospitals all over the world. And these monsters are still pushing to inject every single child with this deadly poison. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
5: Welcome back. Let me give a a Christmas shout out to a couple other people here. I want to give a shout out to Dave Greenitz Construction. He just ro- dropped me by some fertile organic eggs. Dropped them off my porch. Greenitz Construction not only can raise chickens, but that dude can fix your bathroom and kitchen. So if you're looking for the amazing if you, you dreamed of a wonderful kitchen before you pass from this earth or a great bathroom and get rid of all this funky window and restricted space, Green Construction can figure out how to do it. And I'm going to tell you how to check it out. Check him out at these two platforms. One is his website, GreenIt'sConstruction.com. That's the word green, the let you know, the color E-T-Z on the end, greenetsconstruction.com, or you could go to his Facebook site, Dave Greenets Construction. That's Facebook. And check it out and see if you don't like what he's doing and, and his approach. I'm telling you, I know who the subcontractors are that tag team with him, and they're the best in our area. You can text or you can call him at 530-682-9602, 682-9602, or you can... Uh, send him a message off those platforms also uh the plumbing doctor i was just talking about ted holmes earlier and we've been working along with dave grinitz and ted holmes and other contractors been working on the e street project which is a seven plex we're going to house young people to train them and it's a beautiful we've redone this over a 100 year old building to look really cool and uh so plumbing doctor was over there with their super jet they have to get gnarly and can't get something open they just put this it's a hydro super duper jet and just blast stuff out of the inside of a pipe so they fixed up three different plumbing problems over there and just this morning and got it to where we can lay a big old drain pipe in the landscaping and we're going to tuck all three of those pipes coming off this building uh, or two of the pipes coming off this building into this drain pipe, and uh, get that water away from the building. And we were able to go into the basement and use that jet system. Maybe you got a problem like this. And this whole thing, this thing was loaded with mud and crud, and it was water was backing up after the recent storms. And we blasted out that, or they blasted out that uh, drain, and boom! All we got to put, we're going to pour a little concrete around it and put a little uh, a grate in there. And we'll be cooking with grease, as somebody once said. Plumbing doctor, you can reach them in Yuba-Sutter County at 530-671-9111, 671-9111. Ted said they have been busy, busy, busy. It's in their biggest year in 2022. Maybe people just saved up all their problems. They put up with crazy things until COVID got kind of over, and then they went back to work and fixed things. So uh, let's see. I want to mention Dr. Cassidy and I, uh, we've been working on getting people off drugs, in, including cigarettes and alcohol, all the, all the things that you get a little buzz off of, right? Some of those things you get feel good, but then they end up taking your life. That's no fun. So uh, Dr. Cassidy and I have taken this on because the government, who took all our money and said they're going to help us with drug rehabs and counseling and and outpatient and all they just aren't doing jack around the Yuba Sutter area maybe they are in your county but they are a big letdown right they they're like a guy that wants a front on his money and says, I'll be back in the morning to clean your yard and he never comes back that's the government of Yuba Sutter counties so Dr. Cassidy and I can help you and the way we're doing that is we're taking phone calls we're giving out our phone number and we're also sending you to go Uh, get an appointment with Dr. Cassidy because your problem may not just be drugs. Your problem, you may have some health issues and we want to make sure we treat the whole you. So call him at Peachtree Health at 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Now he's busy and it's the holidays, right? So a lot of times people take time off, but if you get all hot and bothered and you need to get on Suboxone or you need to stop doing fentanyl or, some opiates i'm going to give you his cell number and you can just dial it up at 530-682-8648 682-8648 text it once put your name put addiction i need help or something like that and uh your phone number and he'll hook up with you now if if he doesn't hook up fast enough with you you can always call me 24 hours a day i'm gonna be in the country and uh we can talk, or you can text me, and that's five three zero seven one three eighteen thirty eight you got it five three zero seven one three eighteen thirty eight and we're gonna get you to where you need to be we're gonna get you clean, we're gonna get you back with your family, we're gonna get you back having a relationship with your kids, we're gonna get you your job back, we're gonna help you, you can have your life back, okay, so do that, and we'll we'll uh make it happen for you. Also, I want to mention that uh, uh, elite universal security, Imani Hecker, has been helping me year after year after year stay on either on the air with the radio or stay on the Internet with the podcast. And uh, he's got one of the older—I don't know if he's the oldest—security um, security systems in the area but he's been here many years decades and started out in yuba county and now is all over northern california elite universal security you can go there to his website by adding dot com onto Elite universal security and uh, you can also go to his uh, academy his training academy at api-academy now if you want a job done you need some security help at your farm industry commercial business residence somewhere if you need some help he'll help you and if you if you think man i need a job (laughs) right i need some maybe you were a truck driver maybe you were a uh climb you you worked up in the air working on the high lines for pg&e and you retired or something you did construction and did some heavy duty work right did underground work but you want some easy work <clears throat> where it's not so physically challenging, but you need to make a little extra money because you didn't expect inflation to bump things up 50, 30 to 50 percent or gas to double since Trump left. So if you want to work part time or full time, they'll put you to work and they'll they'll train you right there. You don't have to go somewhere else and pay a lot of fees. They will train you and get your guard card and you you can be a help. Now if you're listening to me from somewhere in northern California, they may be operating in your county and you don't know about it. So just call up. I'm going to give you the number uh here in just a minute. I got um for some reason I'm always I'm not getting this up at the right place to pull that number. I should have it by uh memory. 530 749 0280 now those dispatchers that work there are around the clock so no excuses don't say oh well it's after 4 no just call them they'll answer 7490280 okay Okay, I want to go back down here and I'm going to talk about some things. You have been propagandized. There's been a psychological operation inflicted on this country for 10 or 15 years. We got our kids in kindergarten and first grade coming home crying to their parents saying that that they're killing killing everybody by what they eat and drink. So I want to read you some of the facts that were uh, accumulated for me. It says sunlight, it says wind power, 250 million acres are targeted in the Midwest of the United States for wind power. Isn't this tragic, those big bird blenders? But wind power needs huge amounts of oil for the turbines to turn. And and actually to make the entire structure, you need fossil fuels. And the blades are not degradable. They won't decompose. They just have to bury them in the earth, and they will never, you unbury them 100 years from now, and they're going to look the same. It's a big problem. The turbines only last a few years. You know, the motor that is behind the turbine, look at it some days and just gaze at it. The size of that engine or motor that spins that turbine is as big as a school bus. That's all made by fossil fuels. So he says, picture 250 million acres of turbines. It's going to create uh, the end of a scenic view of peaceful land and in the air. Nothing will be flying around them because millions of birds, raptors, and endangered species are going to be destroyed by these. And it's interesting, under Obama, they gave the bird blender industry an exemption for killing bald eagles. Because there's no way that these things can work without chopping up birds. They just knock them totally to the ground. I thought this was all about environmental protection. Are you getting a clue at any point that this isn't having anything to do about it? There is nothing as more beneficial to the environment than doing what we're doing with fossil fuels. The green energy thing, it's anything but green. There's also evidence that fish are being endangered under the turbines placed offshore. Have you seen some of these things that when I was in Vietnam here a few years ago, I was driving up the coast highway and towards Nha Trang. And when I got up to Nha Trang, they, I hadn't been there for a few years and they had ruined this, the most gorgeous view of the ocean with these crazy windmills all up and down the coast because it's windy on the coast, right? So there's a concept called a sustainable ESG. The global plan to control energy. This is not about controlling energy. It's about controlling you and me. ESG stands for these words. Environmental social governance. The dynamic word there is social. It has nothing to do with environmental protection. It's about economic tyranny when you hear the words net zero that means no carbon emissions now listen we need carbon that's what causes plants to flourish much of europe i don't know whether you've been following europe recently has marched toward this over the last 30 years they've been much more aggressive than the united states and they had less to to work with in other words a smaller country now, because they're freezing to death, literally freezing to death, they are reopening coal mines and returning to oil. So is India, and China has never turned back. They are, at one time, they were putting putting up a new coal mine every day. But the United States is doing just the opposite. Sustainable is the policy... It's the term describing the policy to impose upon us. It's a trigger word designed to get us all to give up our liberties voluntarily. I remember when John Nicoletti was on the board of supervisors and he came back and was bragging because he went to a conference that we paid thousands of dollars for for him to be uh, brainwashed and he came back. Preaching small smart growth like he was really smart, <laughs> all that was was to take away our freedoms and liberties in the in the uh, for the sake of authoritarian government. The late Rosa Corey, founder of Democrats against agenda twenty one produced this definition of sustainable. She said, sustainable development is the action plan to inventory and control all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all constructions, all means of production, all information, all energy, and all human beings in the world, inventory and control. If you know anything about communism, which actually I studied in college at Sac State, and my professor was a Russian I didn't know much about communism except we were fighting it everywhere. But I learned that the government owns the means of production. They own everything. You don't own anything. That's what Klaus Schwab wants. You won't own anything, Klaus says, of the World Economic Forum, and you'll be happy for it. Now, I I think the first might be true. You won't own anything, but I don't know how happy you're going to be about it. Dr. Lee Merritt, who I believe is also a Navy surgeon and has been an outspoken critic of Anthony Fauci, she's also known as an environmental scientist, points out that the destruction of topsoil from solar and wind may be be creating a new dust bowl phenomenon. If you ever remember the dust bowl that occurred alongside the Depression, And it caused people to just up and leave their farms and come west because huge winds removed the topsoil, destroyed farms. She's wondering if that's all going to happen again. She says plants are starving for CO2. There's not enough CO2. And they are not growing as well because they don't have the ground cover. Again, environmental policy helping to destroy the environment. Does that seem odd to you? Have you, believed, have you believed the environmentalists? Have you believed the people talking about, oh, we're going to save the environment? You're not saving the environment. Now we talk about CO2, concerning CO2 capture of pipelines. In a small town in Mississippi, a carbon capture pipeline ruptured. A green cloud descended over the town, blocking oxygen and creating a foul smell. Dozens of people became disoriented, nauseated, and dazed. Many collapsed in their homes. Even car engines shut off because they too need oxygen. And there was never, there's never been emergency training for first responders to deal with it. Months later, people are still reporting mental mental fogginess. That makes carbon capture pipelines a major health risk. Listen, people, we have lost our minds. And a lot of people, I think, know better, but they're too afraid to speak the truth. We are destroying our free society. We're destroying our economic system. Our property rights are being—and when we lose our property rights, we lose America. When we lose our borders, we lose America. America. You think, oh, I'm sad that my kids are never going to be in an America like I knew when I grew up. That's exactly right. But what are you going to do about it? What are you willing to do about it? you got to take action in your jurisdictions. I was talking to some people in a small meeting last night about the Freedom Co. group, Freedom Coalition, and the focus. And we, and we had people there from other counties. The focus needs to be on your county. If you can't fix your county and get control of your county and stop the nonsense at the Board of Supervisors meeting and at the city council, don't think you're going to go down to Sacramento, the state capital of your state, and make a difference. You need to get control of your county and remove the people that are a part of this catastrophe that they're foisting upon America. America. I'm telling you, it's time to stand up, and you have to do something. You know, I I mentioned early on in COVID that I said, I I felt maybe God gave me this idea. It's a smarter idea than I normally have. And uh, I had had the uh, thought that we are living in the 1700s all over again. And they had a decision to make an America in the 1700s. They had a decision to—because they had been living uh, on the, the east, eastern side of the United States for over 100 years, right, since the Pilgrims landed. And they had been ruled by England and putting up with the nonsense for a long time. But they finally decided they were— we're not going to put up with the under usurping or the taking away of their rights and abuses of England anymore. And not everybody agreed, but enough agreed to be a tipping point. And so if they wanted freedom, they had to act like they're going to be free and they had to take, uh, take their freedom, embrace their freedom and fight for their freedom and lay down their, their rights, I mean, their personal desires to to fight for this freedom and to sacrifice their farms, their families, uh, their safety. They had to do that, and enough of them were willing to do that to cause a breakthrough in this country. And I'll tell you the rest of it when we come back for the last segment it's right been after a this.
10: Are you celebrating Jesus Christ this month? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. Although he wasn't born on December 25, that's been the official day honoring his birth since AD 336 during the reign of the Roman Emperor Constantine. And that's a good enough reason for me to celebrate Jesus Christ on Christmas Day and every day. Do you know Jesus Christ's name in Hebrew? It's Yeshua HaMashiach. Yeshua means God saves. Hamashiach means the anointed one, which means king. This is synonymous with King Jesus. What if it were your birthday, but your invited guests ignored you? Want to experience real Christmas? Here's how. Sit down and read from the Bible about Jesus' birth. Meditate on it and pray to him, thanking him for who he is and what he's done. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California.
12: President Biden, of course says, well we're only going to unleash the IRS on the on the wealthy um, with respect if he if he believes that, he also believes in the tooth fairy, the Easter Bunny, <laughs> and that Jimmy Hoffa died of natural causes. I, I don't think the American people hate President Biden. I certainly don't, but I think a majority of the voters in our country at this juncture think he would be, he would be better off selling catheters on late-night TV than serving as president of the United States. The After listening to the president's speech, um, I really understand why it's an unassailable fact that age does not guarantee wisdom. I said to myself, you know, uh, it's really true. I've said this before, but the, the
1: water's not going to clear up in Washington until we get the pigs out of the creek. Listen to this. AOC says so many people in this country hate women. Oh, geez. (laughs) Even the guy at the party who pulls out a guitar is like, way to ruin the fun. (laughs) Congressman Jamal Bowman says capitalism is slavery by another name. No, it's not. It's the thing that has given more people more prosperity and hope than any other system, flawed though it surely (laughs) is. But again... Something like the free market is kind of synonymous with America. And if you don't like it, I don't know how you can say you love this country. You know who loves this country? You know who's not constantly complaining about what happened 200 years ago and who's not obsessed with seeing America through shit-colored glasses and shaking off the stench of what irredeemable privileged assholes we are? Immigrants. (laughs)
2: If you're a liberal in America, honest-to-God question for you, not rhetorical. Is this, everything that we're seeing two years into Joe Biden's presidency, really what you voted for? Is war in Eastern Europe, and as a consequence, conflict in China and Asia and the Middle East, really what you voted for? Is the highest inflation we've seen in like 50 years really what you voted for? Are the highest average gas prices this country has ever seen really what you voted for? Is the Democrat Party continuing to attempt to legalize infanticide on a state-by-state basis really what you voted for? Is teaching black kids through CRT that they will never be successful in this country based on the color of their skin really what you voted for? Or teaching kindergartners about sex really what you voted for? Honest-to-God question, because I have a hard time believing liberals in this country can't admit the Democrat Party has left them
4: behind. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to know Paul Pelosi might be gay. Dashing through the house, one night at 3 a.m., Crazy Nancy wasn't home, so he started up again. It was time to have some fun. He opened up the door. They found them holding hammers, and their clothes were on the floor. So, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Those bells were jingling like nobody's ever seen before because Paul Pelosi might be gay, believe me.
5: felt during the beginning of COVID that as people's rights were taken from them that this was a 1700 say 1770 1760 1775 moment in other words who's going to stand up who wants to just be passive and live out their lives and let England run roughshod over them or who is going to stand up and embrace things like the Declaration of Independence. That declaration themselves itself got people killed. And then finally the creation of a Constitution. The question is, what are you willing to do now? Are you willing to do anything? Or are you just willing to sacrifice anything? A lot of people say I don't I'm not following the Constitution. Don't not even interested in that. Don't I don't care what your Second Amendment gun rights are. I don't care what your free speech free freedom of uh religion rights are I, I don't really care i don't care i don't care what your uh rights are as an american citizen we'll uh arrest you without a warrant we'll do whatever we want we'll do that's what the fbi is doing they're lawless the fbi is lawless right now So the question is, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do when they, I just saw today uh, where back in Ohio or something, they were threatening to mask up again. Some people got measles. So the answer to everything, oh, we're going to look like we're all medical and everything. We're going to mask. We're going to force people to get vaccines. Really? you going to go for that? Are you going to stand up? At some point, you're just going to have to stand up. You know, people that stand up, Sometimes lose everything, like the people that stood up against North Shore, that huge medical operation, North Shore, back in Chicago, they ended up didn't get very money. They're probably the, the five or six or seven that are named in the lawsuit that started that lawsuit, and now it's benefiting a couple of five hundred people. Ten million dollars spread around, but those people are going to get 40 some thousand dollars. They, they lost their job. But it's probably going to lead to the suing of hundreds of other medical groups, which is good. You know, sometimes you just do things because it's the right thing to do, even if you sustain a loss. But in the long run, people benefit from it that never had to fight the fight. I benefited from the victory of World War II, but but I never fought the fight. I wasn't born yet. My dad fought the fight. And my uncle fought the fight, Right. And my relatives fought, other distant relatives, cousins fought the fight. They took the fight. For me, that I wasn't even uh, conceived yet. And so many of you uh, have to ask this question what are you going to do? Why don't you get involved in something like Freedom Coalition? Why don't you get involved in the, the taxpayers? I think there's a formation of a Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association starting up in Yuba-Sutter counties. Why don't you get involved in the uh, Sutter-Yuba Republican women? Do something different. You gotta, You got If you want something different to happen in your life, you have to do something different to make that happen. You can't just do what you did last year and think it's all going to come together. At the University of Northern North Carolina, they had a nutrition fellowship program. And on their uh, requests for who was going to be involved in that, here, here was what they recruited. The UNC's Fellowship for Exploring Research in Nutrition originally claimed students must have a racial, ethnic background of BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C. What's BIPOC stand for? That is historically marginalized people in academia and the field of nutrition in the United States to be considered according to the snapshot of the website. It's a particular racial background, BIPOC. Never heard of it before. Black, indigenous, indigenous, Indigenous would be like American na- Natives, or somebody. some people still refer to them as Indians. Black, Indigenous, and people of color. BIPOC. So what happened? So they, were, they weren't going to allow white people. They weren't going to allow Asian people just BIPOCs, and one person filed a lawsuit. Paige Sagister, UNC at Chapel Hill, media relations manager, said the website was going to get an update since it was it provided eligibility criteria which did not accurately reflect Carolina's commitment to inclusion. Now, she is a liar, Pace, or maybe Pace is a guy. She is a liar, he is a liar, because they indeed, so here's what they had originally said. Obesity, this is a nutrition uh, fellowship program. Obesity disproportionately impacts black, indigenous, and people of color, and other historically marginalized communities. In other words, white people pushed them to the margins. Blame, 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 blame. Yet people from these communities are traditionally underrepresented among researchers working to develop research and evaluate food and nutrition policies to address obesity. Increased rep, you know, if you're listening out there today, are you thinking about how to get a fat person skinny? There's a lot of ways to do it. Just quit eating. Right? I just read the other day, I was listening to a doctor online. And a guy who's had diabetes, really, he was hundreds of pounds overweight. He started eating every other day, one meal. He started one meal a day. That's all he ate. And then he started doing every other day meal. He lost over 100 pounds or something like that. So we got all these universities having all these fellowships and stuff. So it says increased representation in food policy research is critical for developing effective, equity, and comprehensive, and culturally competent policies that address nutrition-related health disparities. Disparities, in other words, somebody is forcing these fat people to eat too much. So. They said blacks, indigenous, and people of color only allowed. Then senior fellow Mark Perry filed his December 19 complaint with the United States Department of Education Office of Civil Rights on the basis of UNC's program that the fact that they discriminated against non-BIPOC students, like a white dude or maybe even a Mexican. He claimed that the eligibility standard violated Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits race-based discrimination. The program began accepting applications on December 9th, according to its website. The program will begin on the 29th of May, 2023, and be nine weeks. Anyway... The undergraduates that are going to be involved get a $19 an hour wage, paid housing, and research opportunities and professional development. Quite a deal, huh? $19 an hour. They're going to pay your housing, and you get research opportunities. But now they're saying, oh, our bad. We really are in—we're all into inclusion. Did you You know how all these liberals talk about inclusion, but it doesn't include white people? Includes everybody else, and sometimes not even Mexican people. They say they're too white, white Mexicans. So once they were challenged on that, listen, I'm talking to you. This, this is one fellow who just filed an action because he knew what they were doing was contrary to the Constitution, con- contrary to education and civil rights laws. One person. Changed Chapel Hill, North Carolina. In fact, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. University of North Carolina should. Be. Familiar to you because Ralph Barrick, a friend of Anthony Fauci, uh, developed. The covid, he weaponized the covid vaccine there at Chapel Hill. And now they're pulling off all this black crap, indigenous crap, people of color crap. But a civil rights complaint, just like the old days when blacks righteously filed civil rights complaints where it said blacks aren't welcome here. Now it's gone totally the other way that blacks want their own graduation ceremonies. They don't want whites involved or Mexicans or indigenous people. I just thought you would like to pause and smoke that one, put a little puff on that one a little bit. So I just flew over to Vietnam and flew back. And I was wondering while I flew over there how long this was going to go. Not how long the flight was, but how long flying is going to go and how long countries are going to remain open. And so uh, I told the guys working with us, or me working with them, that I didn't think we could—that Vietnam staying open so we could fly in free, just show our passport and visa, and we're good. I said, let's double up our efforts because I have a sense that we're going to close down again, and I don't know how long we're not going to see each other and work together. So I said, let's double up. Let's speed up everything. I will find the money to fund it. Let's just speed up all our projects. So I get home and get ready to prepare for this show. And it says this article by Ethan Huff says, Globalists want to close nearly all airports by 2050 to achieve climate change targets. Now, climate change targets have nothing to do with a healthier environment like no smoke in the air. That's not what we're talking about. This talking about controlling all the resources in the world. Controlling the food, telling you how much you could eat. There ain't going to be no more fat people. Uh, controlling the water, controlling the oxygen, controlling everything. And Alec, uh, Albert Borla, you may have, I, I'm going to keep saying his name till you remember it. Albert, you know how to spell it. Borla, B-O-U-R-L-A. B-O-U-R-L-A He's the CEO of Pfizer, the the biggest pharmaceutical firm and the most powerful one of the most powerful corporations in the world. And I uh, I played his clip on the air. I may play it again. It was just sent to me again. It's been circulating around. He's discussing in open in an open forum. It was recorded. I think it's actually on YouTube, if not there, but BitShoot or Gab. And he is talking about having a meeting in the state of California, a conference with a handful of leaders like himself, their Frankenstein nutcases, what they are, the Bill Gates of the world, the Fauci's of the world, Borla. And Borla said they, dis- this is in 2019, they met. And they discussed that by 2025, they wanted to reduce the population of the world by half. Now I'm not guessing you can look at it yourself. It, you can look at it yourself. If you're too lazy to do that, please don't question what I'm telling you. So he said they reassessed it recently, and they're, they feel very encouraged that they're going to accomplish reducing the population of the world by half. Now, that's a big number since there's, what, 7.5 billion people on the Earth. So we're talking about almost 4 billion people of the world disappearing. Now, that has to happen. Uh, that's a fantastic number of deaths over the the usual number of deaths, but that's happening. And many people aren't having babies, uh, not because they don't necessarily want them, but because they've killed them by taking the jab and it, it aborted their baby. They had, uh, they lost their baby during the first trimester, second trimester because they even they they didn't pay attention or they thought, you know, it's it's amazing to me. Women I've known have been very, 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 very careful about what they put in their body during pregnancy because they don't want uh, to lose the child before it's birthing time, right, and have a dead baby. So they're very careful. They cut. If they smoked, they quit smoking. If they did meth, they quit doing meth. If they... If they uh, drank alcohol, they quit drinking alcohol, right? They Many women do that because they're very concerned about the stability and health of the baby. They call it a miscarriage. And so the women, they did test some women that were pregnant. It's amazing that women would volunteer to be tested with a jab. So what a huge risk. And 40% of them miscarried But for Pfizer. So they're killing people by the babies not coming to term. They're killing people with the jab through myocard- myocarditis, cancers. Cancers are killing lots of people by flaring up after messing with the immune system. You think, oh, well, you either have cancer or you don't. No, you don't. It isn't that simple. Your immune system is stopping errant cells from becoming a runaway train called cancer. It starts in the cellular Situation on cells misbehaving and your immune system not dealing with it. When you monkey with the immune system, you were compromising your ability to stop all kinds of illnesses. Many people have died. Many millions, some of them have said 12 to 15 million Americans have already died from the COVID shot. Many are harmed forever. The number of people that have gone blind, let me see if I can find this. The number of people that have gone blind, many fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are now going blind. This is by Kevin Hughes. The latest data of the United Kingdom's yellow card system, that's like their VAR system, Vaccine Adverse Reaction. shows a rising number of fully vaccinated people losing their eyesight. Total of 163 people reported total blindness after the injection from Pfizer mRNA. Alongside six cases of central vision loss and four cases of sudden visual loss, meanwhile, 21 people reported transient blindness In total, there have been 8,016 eye disorders reported as adverse reaction. I mean, how many How many is too many? Like, eh, 100,000, 20,000? Back in the 1970s, just 10 would have done it. Now it's like, oh, screw it. Who cares? They're blind. There are 8,016 eye disorders reported to the Pfizer jab as of April 6th. This is over in England. Another mRNA vaccine, Moderna, was linked to 1,519 vision-related issues. 34 reports of blindness, 56 of visual impairment were connected to the... I had a guy, a friend of mine I've known for many years. He took the jab. He started showing up at Glad Tidings going to Saturday night meeting, and he said, Lou, I took the jab, and he said, I uh, had a blood clot in the brain. And he said, I have mental fuzziness now. And he says, uh, I also have a spot in my eye. can't see out a part of my eye, just like this. But I heard it from him first. The AstraZeneca vaccine has also been connected to 14,895 vision disorders, a total of 324 reports of blindness, three reports of central vision loss, five reports of sudden vision loss, 29 reports of transient blindness. How much is too much for you people to wake up in all? 24,500 eye disorders reported as adverse reactions to the COVID-19 shots, with 525 of these reactions being complete blindness, according to this expose over in Britain. Doesn't get your attention? Doesn't ring your bell? I don't have time today, but I also have a, a doctor talking about five reasons why if you got the jab and you haven't had bad reactions, five reasons for that which I'll probably play on the radio tomorrow. I'll just hold my phone and the recording up to the up to the microphone. All right well we're coming to a conclusion here for uh, this one hundred and ninety fifth version of of uh, no hostages and uh, our Christmas version. so uh have a good Christmas and uh, God bless you and I hope you experience divine favor for you that took the jab. I hope you experience. Mercy and a healing. Good night.
4: I see trees of green Red roses too I see them bloom For me and you And I think to myself Why do one I see skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself,
11: what a wonderful